That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I am Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the minute, a minute-by-minute rewatch of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. We have reached the first, well, is it a benchmark to even call it? No, 25 minutes is nothing, right? It's 25 of 100 is something, but 100 minutes is nothing. Yeah, well, it's the, the centennial or the... Okay, it, meaningless. Uh, we now have approached minute 26, which is notable, I suppose, because... This is our first look at Clark Kent. Oh, yeah. We've, we've been waiting. We got our first look at his arm or his bag of groceries at the end of the previous minute. The little cliffhanger. Everyone was, uh, since Friday, they're like, who is it that's coming into the bathroom? We got, uh, we have Lois in the tub, us in suspense, and now Clark in the doorway as we begin minute 26. Are you ready? I am. Get sudsy. <laughs> <laughs> they held hearings about what happened. They're saying... I don't care. I don't care what they're saying. The woman I love could have been blown up or shot. Think of what could have happened. Well, think about what did happen. I guess I'll get plot stuff out of the way. Um, Clark arrives home. I guess we we can understand that Lois has arrived after being, you know, debriefed or whatever in, in relation to everything that happened in Nairobi. Clark comes home. He's going to cook dinner for her. We never find out what. And she informs him what we already know, which is that there have been hearings convened. I guess this is kind of our first introduction to uh, some of the themes that we've been talking about, like that Clark now has a voice in. Mm -hmm. And one thing that jumped out to me this time was the exchange, like the way that the dialogue is written is Lois says they're convening hearings. They held hearings about what happened. They're saying that. And Clark interrupts to say, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, they're saying that I don't care, which they kind of are. But then more interestingly, he follows it up by saying, I don't care what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. And the moments from this scene that stuck out to me the most, because I feel like Clark or Superman saying, look, I don't care about what the government has to say. I don't care about politics and bureaucracy and red tape and all of this stuff. A man was going to kill my wife or my fiance or, well, I guess not, none of that. Kill the woman I love, I think is what he says. And that he just did, right? He didn't stop to think about it, be mired in this stuff. And it seems to me like that is what a lot of critics of the movie wish he had been like. Yeah. It's kind of implied that he gets bogged down in all of this stuff. And the way that this scene plays out, paying really close attention to it, is that his automatic go-to is i don't care about that i'm superman right like i yeah i did what i knew was right i'm not i don't care about the repercussions of it and then lois <laughs> lois the intelligent intellectual when it comes to the politics of this stuff is the person saying like okay but you need to care about this don't think about what could have happened we need to think about what did happen so if you're saying that like you know, Superman should care less about this stuff and just do the right thing, then it's it's almost like in order to do that, you have to say that Lois is being irrational. And I think that is that doesn't hold true. Like, I think that the way it's presented and the way that we saw things play out is that Superman or Clark taking the stance of, I did what I knew was right. Like, I, I did the right thing, and I don't care about the people second-guessing me or talking after the fact. And Lois, as the person of, you know, rationality and logic, is saying, you need to think about what happened, though. You are an adult, and the reality is you are not caring about this, and you should be. 
I don't think I'd ever really seen that brought up so early and in a way that was like um, less of a burden being put on Superman and more of like, you have an obligation to actually think about this stuff. When I say that they held hearings on what happened after you intervened, you saying, I don't care, is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it is a an, an honest problem or a genuine one. I don't think it makes Clark a worse character, but I think it shows why the things that they're dealing with in this storyline are going to get as complicated as they ultimately do. I think it's a really fascinating point. During my rewatch, I watched part of the last minute and something we didn't talk about that's really interesting sort of leading into this minute is that when she hears him coming in, she hides the bullet. Yeah. There's a sort of an irony of he opens the door and this is Superman, right? Like he's on the other side of the doorway Mm -hmm. and she puts the bullet in a bag like as if he can't see that yeah but then then what's he talking about here he doesn't he doesn't care he's not interested in what they have to say and the word that kind of comes to mind with this scene with clark is is sort of naive or naivety Mm -hmm. yeah or naivete or whatever however you choose to pronounce it i don't want to use that word fully because it's not it's not true in every sense of the word but it's like um, willful naivete right like he he's got to know that he should care well i liked how you phrased it with with how in light of sort of what people expected or wanted Superman to be in this movie, I feel like that's sort of what he's saying here is like, like you said, I'm, I'm Superman. Like I save cats and trees. I go and save my girlfriend when she's in danger and there are no repercussions. I'm not going to get bogged down in that. That's not what I do. Yeah. I went and I saved somebody. How dare they try to make me look like the bad guy here, which is interesting. Cause like you said, so he says, I didn't pick up on, on that specific detail. And I think that's really interesting. What I picked up on, was that he says, I don't care. And then he says, I didn't kill those men yeah. if that's what they think. And that's interesting because that's not the, he, that's not the point at all. That's sort of why the thinking he's naive was kind of what I, what I thought about here. You know, in the, in the theatrical version, I think we've talked about that it sort of leans more into that angle. Yeah. But it's very clear in the ultimate edition that when the, the woman is testifying before Senator Finch, she says it was what came after. That was the real problem. They're not having the hearings because they think Superman went in and killed terrorists. No. They're having the hearings because he destabilized a region to protect his girlfriend. Yeah. And he's saying, yeah, don't ask me to think about it. I did what I did. Yeah, I saved somebody. I, you know, I guess he didn't, he didn't kill them, but he, anyone that he, he captured a warlord, he saved his girlfriend. He went in in a blaze of glory without inflicting ca- um, collateral damage himself, right? Yeah. And then people are dead, and he's like, not my fault, I'm Superman. I did a good job. Yeah, it's. I, th- I think Lois really hits it in this, you know, exchange where she ends by saying, I'm, I'm thanking you. Yeah. I, like, I'm saying thank you. I'm also saying that it comes at a cost. She also says, um, I'm saying I want to understand what happened, which, which is like cluing us in almost as the audience. If Lois doesn't understand what happened, then we shouldn't either. You know, like we should be wondering what actually went on here because there was more than we saw. And I think that like retroactively, it makes us put more weight into what Amajog in hindsight, like almost warned her of uh, that was going on behind the scenes. And then the sad thing is that she makes that really like eloquent way of saying like, I get it. I love you. Thank you for saving me. But stuff happened because of it. And you have to also care about that. And I guess the way this scene ends is I don't think Clark 
<laughs> really accepts or appreciates what she is trying to get him to realize. Yeah, well, the the fact that his response to being told that he has to, like, he's being told to look at the situation, right? Like, he that's a a theme that we'll you know talk about more during during the movie. But he's being told, look, you have to look around and and pay attention. You know, you walked into this room and you didn't know that I was hiding a bullet from you know like i'm I'm about to go risk my life and you don't even know because you're too busy being superman yeah that you're not being superman <laughs> right and it's a weird thing though too because like the the, the bullet thing specifically all, while that really set off a, a kind of a weird tone in my mind of how does he not see that there was also an element of well did he not see that because he you know, wasn't looking or did he not see that because he's like a respectable boyfriend and isn't just like always, not necessarily just that she's taking a bath, but that it's for him, it's the equivalent of like what going through her texts or totally. whatever. Right. You know, that that's a really weird situation for, for him to be like in a relationship with her. But obviously he's, it's very clear that he's not paranoid or or constantly using his powers to snoop or whatever. Yeah. This is not the weird eavesdropping of Red and Ralph's Superman yeah. returns or the or the, the like the panty peeping of of Reeve. Yeah. Um. And uh, pink. Yeah. I geez. like pink. How how <laughs> is that? I get that. I don't know. That's 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 another that's another podcast. Yeah. Anyway. But how is that the version of Superman that's held up as like <laughs> like? And I get that's like a one off. That's yeah. a one off thing in that movie. But like literally, there's a scene where he like openly like he flirts with her over the fact that he violated her publicly and then looks through like, her nighty to her lungs. Yeah. <laughs> Wink. Anyway, it's funny that we would talk about that in this scene of all scenes. Um, yeah. But I do also want to give a shout out just while we're on the topic here of the, I guess, the set dressers who would have to alter this tub so that the water can fill up past the drain, like past the, um, <laughs> you know, the overflow. Yeah. Well, I think we're, get, we're getting into the next episode a little bit here. Yeah. We? Or is that? <laughs> not but, yet no no not no, yet still... i'm talking the they needed more water in this tub than would normally be able to fill past the overflow mm -hmm. like the actual like metal valve the sound of that draining is synonymous with a bathtub yeah um and we have it filled up past it and i really well, appreciate the the craftsmanship that went into that <laughs> it's actually interesting that you noticed that because what i noticed, noticed about it was that because I watched it through and then I went, like, I watched this minute and, like, the next couple minutes. And I went back and watched this one again. And and what stuck out to me is that at first, although I, I mentioned in one of the last minutes that it kind of gave me this anxiety that she had the tub running in the other room and wasn't watching it. Yeah. Not not that you need to sit and watch the tub fill up, but whatever. But that just that there's there's this danger of it being overfilled. Then in this minute, she gets into the tub and my reaction was, oh, wow, that water is really low. And then I remembered, oh, it's low because they needed to not overflow when he gets in. But they didn't, she didn't know he was going to come home and get into the tub with her. Anyone that is taking a bath in that tub is going to fill it up so that when they lay down, it's like up to their neck. Yeah, the logistics of this bath, they, they didn't really. Yeah. It's not a continuity error, but it's a, it's a really illogical bath. And I don't know, yeah. it might, might ruin the movie for me. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she sort of, sort of take that trend of not looking, not paying attention, not wanting to pay attention right down to like, she's in here investigating this bullet, right? She's sitting in the tub. She doesn't have blood on her hands. So it's not that same scene. But it, it reminds me very much of that, the scene they have when someone kills someone for the first time and they're scrub, trying to scrub the blood off their hands in the sink. Yeah. That's in like every yeah. like, noir movie ever. And it's not at all what she's doing here, but there is a sense of like she's trying to wash something off. She witnessed people getting killed, right? She yeah. probably did get blood on her from, from people getting shot. She's got this bullet. She's thinking there's something afoot. She's thinking about the hearings and how Superman is being uh, examined on like the national level. (laughs) And then Clark strolls into the bathroom and he's got a bag of like groceries and flowers. (laughs) Do do do. Yeah. And um, and she's probably sitting there like she know like she knows that he could see the bullet if he was paying attention. And he's not. He's just like, oh no, I'm I'm here with flowers. Like, and she's like, don't you understand yeah. like what's going on here? And he's and he's like, well, I love you. And she's like, that's not. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But while you were buying your your bag of, of yeah. like sunny day like date supplies, I was pulling a bullet out of my journal to find out who is killing people in Africa and why. Yeah, and stressing over the fact that our own country's government is holding you responsible for it yeah and you couldn't care less yeah so i think that's a that's an interesting i had never really thought about how this superman is or isn't presented as like the version people would want and where the whole you know can he be it is he allowed to be will the society allow him should it that it continues even into this scene which is clark just being clark like I remember the first time I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm with Clark on this one. And now having weighed everything that he was said before this, I'm totally with Lois. Yeah. Buddy, you need to be better at this. Like you just have to be not at being a hero, but even if you don't know, you have to care. I think that's where, that's where we leave this minute. We'll continue. We're not done in the bathroom yet, but uh, I will leave with a question, Stephen, that may be connected to one of my theories that I've now developed. What if Clark couldn't see the bullet, but he was looking for it? Oh, the bullet itself is not... This is no ordinary metal bullet that could be seen by the oh, Man true. of Steel. So as opposed... So instead of being that actually, that's a very fascinating thing, and we'll need to see if that, that occurs more in the movie, because that's actually... I, I was like, that's he's making a joke, and, and but that's actually kind of an interesting idea. Um, it's like yeah. the opposite of whatever... Um, yeah, because what's so special about the metal, that, that never made sense, and that would be a reason that, that makes sense, is like, why is Lex using special bullets in, in Africa? Now our listeners can ponder that yeah. whilst in a tub of their own. That's a, um, um, you had to drop that at like the end of the episode, now I have to process <laughs> it, so we'll, that's, that's something to pay attention to next time the bullet comes up. Yeah, you'll be in the bath. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now I have to go sit in the bathtub and contemplate this. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that'll do it for minute 26 of Batman v Superman. Until we return to the bath, I'll leave you with another question. Does Lex Luthor shower or tub? The red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. Hmm. I wonder if 
dry land. Yeah, well, and I don't... Does that make the, sense? Yeah, the word that came to me... Wow. Um, Can you hear me? Oh, no. It's deep. How about now? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, jeez, you're going to get this recording of me, like, trying to cut in, and you're oh. just, like, talking <laughs> right over me, and I was like, oh, he's clearly on a thing, I'm not going to... 